1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. What's going on? It's Mario, FA Podcast, throwing up another good one today. We got some stuff going on. Uh, before we get into it, we're going we're gonna to talk some shooting today. Uh, today, as always, uh, the podcast and the Last Pass uh, web series and everything uh, gets brought to you and helped by the guys at Federal Ammunition that we partner with, uh, Loopholds, uh, Roger Sporting Goods. Tyler up in Saskatchewan at Sask Goose Companies and uh and Man's Meats and uh <laughs> and and the guys at Weatherby who we got on today and we're going to talk like you know shooting obviously getting ready for you know the the peak of bird season chasing birds getting ready what you should do what you can do like how to get prepared like like just some tips and topics that we could discuss so we can we can go over so um kyle you can introduce yourself then we'll get to tyler just let let everybody know what you do and what your handle is so they know like oh if he starts talking about you know whatever he's full of it because that's not his job so uh kyle Kalen, international sales manager for weatherby and uh just do a lot of our uh, shotgun testing and unfortunately got tasked with tagging around with you, Mario. So oh, yeah, well, there life. could be worse things. Come on. Come on. And uh, I'm Tyler Grayton. I'm the marketing manager here at Weatherby. Kyle kind of sold himself a little bit short there. He's our resident shotgun guru, super passionate about it. So when we're doing product development, he is, uh, he is the most eager one to start product testing and all that good stuff. Yeah, he but, listen, he's the he's the guy that all the ammo companies need to send the bill to because that's the guy who just <laughs> burns it to the ground. They do send yeah, the bill, like, fortunately. Yeah. I was talking with the, the our friends from Federal about turkey shells, and I got a bunch of turkey shells all hooked up. And Kyle's like, hey, you got a little extra box in there for me? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So <laughs> it never uh, fails. He's he's but uh, yeah. Uh, He's Whether never he's low on the, ammo. On socials, so. You got all socials? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was going to say socials, Weatherby Inc. If you want to follow along with the with the crew, um, we post a lot of stuff all from hunting, but we've been boosting our, our waterfowl content and stuff like that. So, Well, and the podcast, you get the Weatherby podcast and stuff, like everything you can get, you can get, like you can go to the YouTube channel. Like you guys got some, you guys have some cool stuff. And, and listen, like, you know, if you don't know by watching us and our YouTube channel and what goes on with us, obviously you guys are not just a rifle company. Uh, shotguns have been made for a long, long time at Weatherby. Uh, so there's a lot going on. So, you know, that killer rifle that you have, you might want to get a killer shotgun. Like, yeah, oh it's, well. it's pretty incredible. It's fun to hear people. We've been making shotguns for over 50 years. So to be like a small part of getting to do some of the bird stuff is, 
is a honestly a blessing uh, working for Weatherby. So check it out. Yeah, we we have a ton of good options for you know anywhere from entry level to some high made Italian made shotguns. So. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I've gone the full the full route. I mean, I mean, Kyle knows like I had like for Cole for my son, like we had a, I had a SA08 which he grew out of. Then I I got a uh, an Element 20, and he's into that now. And then every once in a while, I steal that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so and he'll probably like want to shoot my 18i this year. Like, you know, he's growing and growing. So. Go ahead. It's not a question of uh, he's going to want to. I heard it pretty much he already laid dibs on that. Oh yeah, yeah. He likes the he likes the Habitat three inch one, which is fine because I I do shoot that well, but like I always fall back to my bottomland three and a half inch, and I don't know what it is, and it's just abused. Like you guys would cry if you saw it. Like the barrel's all scratched from being in the boat and being in the layout blind. But I don't know for whatever reason like that that's my go-to so stuff seems to die with it when you pull the trigger but just not in wyoming sometimes yeah, yeah. every now and then you just got to punch a few holes in the sky and you know when somebody handles my ammo nothing to do with it <laughs> redemption for this year's two-shot event more on more on that later in a few months we'll see <laughs> hey so let's 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 start it off with um you know, like, obviously, you're not going to become a better shot. Uh, well, let's start here. Are you thinking of getting a new gun? If you did get a new gun, like we could start right from there. Like if you did get a new gun, or you're coming back from last season, like you should pick up, like right where you left off if you were dialed in last season, right with ammo and your choke. Say you got a new gun, say, you're changing ammo so you're doing whatever like you you got to start somewhere right yeah so so if i was so kyle if you if i said hey i bought a brand new 18i like what do i do so first thing i do is take it apart and wipe it down get a light oil across it because you know when they come over from italy they put a, a light oil in it that is a protectant to keep it from corroding in the box right the thing is that does not make good gun loop so Best thing to do, pull it apart, give it just a light wipe down, get it together, um, check your chokes. You know, I like to pretty much for most of our duck hunting, I go straight into either modified or, you know, whatever I'm running that season. So this right. season I'll be running molar, um, get that in the gun. And then it's time to grab some different ammo and hit the board, see what right. it wants. To do. Right. So. I think it, that's always a good opportunity when you take it straight out of the box actually take some time i'm guilty of this as a, i'll take out of the box and i'll just start you know running through it but you know with the inertia system it is a very simple system so become familiar with it so you can take it apart you should be able to take it apart put it back together if you're either in the field or at home you're just going to be a better marksman overall when you understand how your shotgun works and how to you know, make those adjustments in field if you need to clean something or you're on a road trip or you well, drop sure. your gun in the water. So if something stuff or something happens, that's a yeah. huge thing. Like if you're in the field and you got to take it apart and listen, the guns, guns today are not like they used to be like, you'd have 57 parts. You'd have to like keep track of, and you'd have to, Oh my God. Like it, it is not that anymore. Like you can, you can take that apart, like whatever it is. And I've taken them all apart, whichever well, it is element, the 18, I like I could, crank them apart real quick 
well, it's so much easier to learn about that in the summer in your house while you're, you know, unpacking it rather than, you know, after Jet knocks it off a tree into the pond and you got to pull it apart and dump some water out. Like way easier, less stressful if you already know what you're doing. So, well, he was just testing to see if you guys make something good and somewhat waterproof and how good it was. Like he's part, listen, he's part of the research and development crew. Like if something's going to happen, like, yes, he will do it. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'm aware. I, I've got a Weatherby patch to put on his uh, vest there, you know, since he's a sponsored uh, pro staff member now. <laughs> Yeah, he's part of the he's part of the R and D. So you know, okay. So let's talk about like chokes. You you want to go through like first. You obviously want to pick like okay. I'm going to shoot this ammo. You know what I mean. So like with with us and the web series and everything. Obviously, we're shooting federal. So like I know what speed shock does in my you know Patternmaster decoy tube, right? And yeah. then I also know what it, what black cloud does in that tube and then i also know what black cloud does in like my mid-range tube which isn't ported none of them reported i don't i don't shoot anything ported anymore i'm just past that i don't need the noise i don't think it changes anything so it actually but, usually worsens the pattern honestly so yeah, yeah so i mean i and so i know what what those do so i know my i know my range i know everything i also know you know, like I always tell everybody, like put a, you know, put a jug on a pond and shoot it and see like where your pattern's going on the water. Like, you well, know, because that, if you got a water swat, like what does it look like? Because uh, yeah, it's, it's a poor man's patterning board, which I mean, then that's the other part of it is you're not just looking to find the right load with it, but with the 18 eyes, for example, there's, you know, they become with shims. So if right. you're a left handed shooter, right handed shooter, you're going to want to cast it appropriately then you're going to want to figure out your drop and how much you need. So everybody's face is different. So for me, I, you know, I like to see just the, about the last two or three inches of the rib and just yeah. a little bit of feed right there. So yeah. I'll set that up to start with, but then I'm going to go out to the board and I'm going to practice just, you know, at 30 yards, I'll put a full choke in it with some lead shot to be cheap. And I'm just going to pull up and I'm going to shoot. And I'm going to make sure that I'm putting my paddle roughly where I want it to be. Right. So, you know, not aiming just, pulling up, looking at it quickly. As soon as I think I'm right on there, squeeze trigger, let it go and see if that shotgun is hitting where I am looking. Right. Just to get started. Yep. And then if it's not, then I'm going to make adjustments on it. Go from there. Right. Now we will also start with, you know, after that, like once I've kind of been there, then I'm going to start doing, you know, load testing, figure out what I'm going to like, you know, do I want to shoot twos? Do I want to shoot threes? Which choke do I want to use? You know, I like to play around with the factory chokes to start with just because it's good to know, especially sure. like, you know, aftermarket chokes are expensive. So you shoot this area 90% of the time, you're probably going to buy an aftermarket choke that's going to be perfect for that. But, you know, all of a sudden you go to a spot like we hunted the hot tub and it's in close. Yeah. You might want to back off a little bit. So you're going to, you know, you want to know what that improved cylinder is going to do, especially if you start throwing in some threes or fours to open it up. So. Yes, agreed. So you need, you know, and, and like you said, the pattern board is awesome because you can see where you're at on the board, right? The reason yep. that I say like hit the water and shoot something on the water is just to see because, because on the pattern board, you can't see like when it gets there, right? It's just on the board immediately, right? So, yeah. but on the water, you could see like, you know, are you running a regular choke? Is your shock, shot string really long? If you're running an aftermarket in a like a, a wad 
a wad grabber uh how short is it like where you need to aim like you gotta you know there's a little bit of science to all that that you gotta kind of feel out and get read into and the more you do obviously before the season and before you get into it the less guessing and the less like thinking and headache and like when you start getting the you start getting the jitters and start missing <laughs> yeah then, it's then a lot gonna, mental yeah it's all mental at that point no i mean right. i like to do early in the season anyways because you know my thing i used to always do is we'd go to rogers after we figure out what we're going to shoot and it's like hey i'm going to get like three cases for the season right right and so it's like dad and i'd order them up you know and have them sit in the garage and then it's like you're not scrambling especially now you know after everything we've seen with covid and ammo situation i mean it's getting way better now but the it, same is. Time, it is it you is know, I'm still kind of glad that I, I had those plans in place early because it gave me time to go and find ammo. So, well, and then you can, you know, like I'm always a big proponent of like going the extra mile, like, you know, like if you have, if you have pigeon to, sh to shoot or if you have blackbirds to shoot, like if you go to like a blueberry farm and they want you to shoot the blackbirds, and, you know, obviously you have to look at the regs and make sure that there's not a bird that you can't shoot or whatever. If there's a pest bird, like, you know, like I said, pigeons or this, or, you know, some places have the collar doves that aren't on the, you know, on the game bird listing or, or then you get into doves and then, you know, it's like a warm up before the season, or if you have early teal, like there's so many opportunities to, and, and just sporting clays, like that's all oh, yeah. like Tyler, you were talking about that. That's a, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like I'm not in a league, I'll go shoot a little bit, but I like, I like shooting at moving things like with wings. Like that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just another skill to learn to keep that edge. I like to, so I, I got, I was lucky enough. I did shoot uh, in college on the zoo's club sport team, mm. or club, club sporting team. So I was one of the guys that like golf. I had to shoot a lot to be pretty decent. So uh, I know Kyle's in some leagues and stuff here, but there's something to be said when you get with a, uh, I feel like I shoot always, always shoot better when I'm by myself. But when you're with a group of guys, like you're going to be when you're duck hunting, right. um, there's a little added pressure there, a little bit of competition. That's going to, you know, when that first big flock comes into the year, you're going to be ready to go. Um, so I just think it's a it's a good tool, whether it's sporting or whether it's at your buddy's farm, just shooting every every couple yeah. weeks yeah. just to keep you don't want your first time to be, you know, a big wad of teal coming in and it's opening morning of early teal season and then you you right. whiff because you're not concentrating on the bird, you're seeing this flock and you're just shooting, right? You want it I think those really help hone your skills throughout the throughout the summer. So. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think uh uh any of those are are bad they're all good in whatever combination you can do and the other thing you were talking about was okay if you uh shoot like you're going to hunt like if you and it's a little different obviously like if you hunt out of the boat a lot like you can't just pull the boat up to the to the sporting clays course you know and start just ripping but if you're in a layout blind and they let you do stuff like that, if you're in a layout blind a lot during the season or whatever, or you could just go somewhere with a thrower and shoot, you know, some guys shoot a lot out of just like regular little layout boats. Like you can put that on, on the ground somewhere and, and just shoot out of it, you know? So, you know, practice how you hunt as well. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Big if you're, 
layout. Oh, sorry, line. Kyle. I was going to say, if you're shooting a lot of clays, don't get in the habit of having your gun mounted and yelling <laughs> pull. Because that is, I mean, if you're doing it for competition, yes, go ahead right. be in the in the full mount position. But if you're if you're truly practicing to be a better shot, you need to start, you know, Olympic style where you're you're here on your side and then you're pulling it all up to your face because you know how it is coming out of a layout boat or a layout line. You got to yeah. engage all the core muscles um, <laughs> and get that all the way to your face. I if I miss, it's because I get excited and I don't I don't get my gun on my face. So. That, that's where I know I struggle. So I have to really like practice getting that gun to the same spot, whether I'm, you know, crouched or starting from the crouch position, just getting it to that same spot to stay consistent. Well, I like shooting for the layout of the lines too, just because it gives you that much more time to also get familiar with your blind. Like with, you know, the ones I'm running, my old FAs, how many wraps you put on that bungee cord depends on how fast that door goes <laughs> and if it's going to come back at you maybe. So, right. so I like to kind of fine tune the door a little bit there too, but also just get in the habit of clearing that door while also getting my hand on the gun. So, you know, stuff like that I find helps. Well, like, and when, you know, when are you, you know, like Tyler said, like, like when, when do the ducks come in and you're just like this? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, that, like sometimes they're coming from a long ways and you think it's going to happen, but you don't have the gun up. Maybe you have your hand on it, but you're totally not like, you know, guns up, like safety off. And I'm just like, they're coming, they're hundred yards out. Like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you might as well be at full draw and you're just waiting for, you know, the animal to clear and you're doing it for like two minutes. Like it's not, that's not what you're going to do. Plus if you do that, you're probably going to miss yeah. because you're just like, I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. You're gonna miss. Yeah, you're aiming. You're not actually like just 100. Yeah, 100. percent I mean, hey, so could you imagine coming around a tree already with the gun up, just creeping around? Oh yeah, right here. Oh yeah. Well, sure. Uh, um, I think you uh, said. Go ahead. I was gonna say another fun game with that to kind of practice like you play is you can get true pairs or you can get doubles. But yes, I really like if I'm shooting clays, if I'm with a buddy or even on myself shooting the chips. So if you break that second follow-up shot where you have to shoot a clay and there might be a big enough chip within that clay to shoot that again, because it really helps with cripples. Oh yeah. Hit them once. You got to get back on him or acquire another target with a true pair. You know, if you're a competitive shooter, you know, your hold points. And as soon as you shoot there, you go right to your second hold point. Um, so if you want to practice kind of like you play, as we're talking about, try to shoot those chips. It's fun to play knockout too. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have played that game, but you can, if you get a chip, you, you knock someone out. So like to kind of keep it fun too. I played a game at like, uh, where the hell did we do it? I don't know if it was like a, a DU or Delta thing. I don't know what it was, but it was teams. It was two man teams and you had to sign up. Right. And you got to whatever stand it was, right. They had one that was layout blinds. They had one like that was in the trees. So you didn't know how many plays were coming or when they were coming. Right. <laughs> and, and listen to me, yeah. this this shit was so incredible. I, I'll never forget. We were in the layout blinds on the one. 
and we 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 watched the guys before and i was like holy shit and i was like i was telling my partner i was like listen i was like you shoot first then i'm gonna shoot then while i'm shooting you're reloading because it's not like two come out and then they wait oh no it's like one comes out then another comes out then two come out and it's like a shit show right so you're like jamming shells in i got this one and like so so it's like yeah it was warfare is what it was it was insane <laughs> but that was probably a, like obviously you're you're not going to get into a situation like that like maybe maybe in like an early season teal or maybe a snow shoot up in canada or down here or whatever like a like a high volume but i'll tell you what like you had to be on it so that was a pretty good game so if you can get control uh of the clays and how they're coming out oh yeah that game is bananas yeah we've uh we have something like that with our clay machines that we've played with it's actually oh. the computer controlled you can once i designate the the fields and the range you, you can put it in flurry mode and it nothing is ever the same right and that's like that's really gonna get you like on your toes because you don't know what's coming like the birds don't come in the same time every time the same way every time like they're not going to do this like you got to be ready for pretty much anything so well, that's how i, I do like that thumb and thumb in an autoloader one day was trying to keep up with the flurry and it didn't work so well oh my god i was i was like i remember i would only shoot twice and then i would always have one in the pipe so i would shoot twice and reload so i always had one in shoot twice so then i kept going under and reloading so that kept it a little faster so yeah. then you never and i wish i wish i was like good at like three gun where i could like shoot two and then slide two in and keep going like that's <laughs> you know but it's like i'm not going to be in like a waterfowl firefight you know what i mean so i think i'll be okay so i don't know mario you probably have a couple of stories where there were so many ducks you had to shoot your way out <laughs> we I, you know, we Kyle's been on a couple, uh, like when we were up at Tyler's in Saskatchewan on some snows, but I literally had one last last year with Brad, Brad Fenson in Alberta. And it was one of those, it was one of those like that you tell and you're like, I can't believe the birds are doing that. Like literally we were, we were shooting and it was like reloading just like that as fast as you can. And I was like, I've never seen that. And literally, probably in 20 minutes, I bet you we shot like 40, 45 snows. Uh, that, the three of us, there was only three of us. And it was like, and all Brad keeps yelling is like, keep reloading, keep reloading. And I was like, I was like, and I couldn't believe it. Like, and then we're shooting stuff and they're that we shooting the snows and they're so close that they're like, like they're hitting your legs and you're jamming more shells in and you're like, I got to defend myself. So that was one of those deals. It was insane. And we've been, we've Tyler's, we've had some duck hunts up there too, where it's like group after group and it's like, defend yourself. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's like, I don't want to say that's few and far between, but if you get into something like that, like you don't even know, like you don't even know which one to pick out and shoot and you're like okay i gotta take my time but then like chaos is going on so it's pretty nuts so that does happen so that's a good thing that's a good thing let's talk um let's talk like maintenance or like like just like 
let's say like like taking care of your shotgun because you know i know i know there's like i don't i don't know i know i know a lot of people that are like well my gun my gun's not cycling right and i'm like you know like we'll be on a hunt i'll have some guys out like this isn't cycling right and i'm like i get it and you're like you know you're like cracking the bolt back and it's like it's like just gum and you're like yeah, you're like when did you clean it last oh i don't know like 2017 i don't know <laughs> 72 like when i had a sweater <laughs> vest on like like holy shit like what so I, I don't know so maybe run through some things like i i can tell if we've been out somewhere where maybe it was really wet out here, you know, go figure. It was yeah. really wet or we get somewhere where it's real sandy, right? And you mm -hmm. know there's like dust or sand in uh, or just like general, like, hey, it's been a little bit and I could tell I just probably need to clean it. So like, I, I don't know if there's like a schedule people should follow or what they should do. I I just watch for the signs and I know like, when I need to clean it because of what's happened in the past, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also do the one thing that most people don't do after hunting on a rainy day and you have your gun sitting barrel down back at the cabin. I always do it. Yeah. And that's I from living here. Never do. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. A lot of guys never do. And that's where they start rusting out, you know, spring tubes. So no, my big thing is it's like, you can usually feel when it's going to start to kind of drag because the bolt right. is not going to feel slick. Um, a couple of things I usually tell guys, don't over lube the gun. Like the big thing is pull it apart, get it really well, nice and clean. I like to use a toothbrush to get into the, the rails oh, yeah. where the bolt rides because, you know, you yeah. get it out there, make sure, like I tell guys, you know, if you're duck hunting every weekend, like once a month, at least pull the trigger guard out or trigger group out and get back where that spring is and wipe that out because I am notorious for getting grass and other stuff in mine. Yeah, usually from the layout blinds and everything. Yeah, um, and then I like to use compressed air just to blow the trigger group out of anything that's in there. You know, left over. I've totally gone to that this year. I I ended up like buying a little compressor for at the house and in oh, the garage, so and it's so easy. And literally, literally, I I I just did it the other day to put them, you know, to put them away after doing some shooting. And I was like, I was like. You know, because listen, some of the shells like you're running, like if you're shooting like, you know, lead at clays or whatever, like it's pretty yep. dirt, it's pretty dirty. So uh, yep. like I use the compressor, I blow it out. I blow everything out. I blow the barrel out. I blow everything out. The trigger assembly, like everything that I could do. Then, like you said, I'll put some, I'll put some spray cleaner in it to clean and then I'll lube real lightly and then back together and in the thing. So in the safe. So I, you know, I haven't had an issue with anything. And I know, you know, some guys will say, oh, well, you know, you get your guns from Weatherby. So of course you're not going to say anything like legitimately. I have not had an issue other than me breaking something. I'll, I'll go. Kyle will laugh. He's already laughing. Um, I 
I've had the 18 eyes. This will be the fourth year for two of them. And yeah. I haven't had any issues on either one of those. I haven't had to replace anything other than the, the, uh, uh, your bolt release, the bolt release, because, uh, I wanted to drill and tap one and I screwed up. So that was on me, but nothing's failed. Like Real I haven't press. had any Real press. Yeah. 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 Just minor <laughs> stuff. I haven't had any, uh, I haven't any trigger issues. I haven't had, you know, I've, you know, this is operator error. I've knocked the bead off. So I had to get another bead and like, I end up like super gluing my beads on because I'm just like, I'm so bad. And it takes like such a beating. So like well, I think that was jet that knocked your bead off when he took it off the tree. Wow. <laughs> He's not going to pay for it or put it back together or glue it. So guess who's got to do it. So, so yeah, I, I haven't, I know I didn't, Cole hasn't had any issues with that 20. I mean, so, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, and listen, Tyler will tell you up in Saskatchewan, like those guys are just coming in and however many clients he's running, they just abuse them. And, you know, he had some minor things where the guys were using, losing the charging handles, like. Boy, cause they're playing with them in the blind. Right. But so it's like. <laughs> what the hell are they how are they losing the charging handles we were all like dumbfounded yeah no it's well and he's one of the ones that he uses compressed air too his guys you know every once a week they'll they'll sit there and they'll pull it apart and they'll blow it yeah. out and get everything out of there and then you know like well the one thing too like you get into that barrel there and you get into where the bolt lugs lock up and make sure that's cleaned out right with, these guys are really good about getting in there the toothbrush and making sure yeah. because if you get enough powder you know unburnt powder residue in there from you know days of hunting i mean we've stacked up a lot of bodies and a lot of shells have gone off yeah you gets up in there and then that bolt can't rotate in and it's like well that's when you're going to get a benelli click so right. these guys are great at keeping those cleaned out you know once a week and the big thing i always tell guys too it's like you can oil them but just after you get done oiling them take a, a dry towel and just wipe off the excess because the excess is where you start getting a sludge so well that 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 and we'll come right to you Tyler. that and like when we get a lot of rain or i'm getting i mean you mix you mix water with you know a lot of residue and all you're doing is making freaking quickrete right so oh, so that's that's one thing and the oil is another thing so you start mixing that like then it starts sludging up and now you got issues and that's no good go ahead Tyler. Yeah, I was just gonna say it doesn't really take that long to clean a gun. And it's just like the where I make that mind connection is that it might take me three hours to get back into a place, get set up. If I'm dragging decoys, you know, I'm doing all of these things. I can take five minutes to clean my gun because you might only get one group that day. Yeah. So you don't want to have a malfunction and you like, you know a huge percentage of any kind of malfunction on any one shotgun is maintenance. It really is maintenance. Oh, yeah. And you, you can't say, you know, if you have a Ferrari and you don't put oil in it, you can't blame the Ferrari. Right. So you just, it's little things like that that are going to make you a better hunter in, in the end. And you might only get one or two opportunities per hunt. Like if you're hunting public stuff, like sometimes you get good one, good days. And some days it's like, you're, you gotta work for it. So don't, don't go that far. And, and, you know, let an opportunity slip away. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have like somebody puts oil in my Ferrari, bro. I don't touch it. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the analogy was a little off there, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> but it, but it's true. Like you know, like you spend all this time on doing everything else. Like it really doesn't take that long to do the, you know, to clean the gun. I, I think, I think the only, I think the only, um, I think the only, I don't want to say malfunction, but I think the only thing that I've had happen is there has been only a few times that I haven't shouldered the gun right if I come up on a bird too quick or something and I won't get it in line and take, you know, so it'll eject right and cycle and that's on me. So that's happened. And yeah. and it's happened, you know, and listen, I've shot a lot of rounds and every once in a while there'll be you know, it happens. There's a bad primer. Like it happens. You know, if you shoot yeah. the amount of shells, you know, we go through when we're on a trip or the whole year, like every once in a while, you're going to get something like that. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like I have not had issues other than operator error. So I'm like for the price and what you get on that 18, I like, I, I don't like, listen, I know it's always a struggle. Like we're fighting the well, you guys are fighting, like I'm trying to help, like you guys are fighting, you know, all these names and whatever on, on the gun side, but it's like, I'm telling you right now, I've shot everything and I, I'm good where I'm sitting right now. Like I wouldn't use it if it was not quality and I wouldn't steer people if it wasn't quality. So you guys are doing the right stuff. Uh, so, I mean, guys need to really shop around and look and, or try a buddy's like, shit, come to my house. I'll give you one. You try it all you want. So, um, if, and obviously before the season, so like, say, say you ended the season with like something happening with your gun or you had an issue and maybe, listen, maybe you're busy. Maybe you don't have time, you know, take it out and get the issues fixed. If there is something or get it looked at, like, you know. Like, listen, we're like, I don't know what it's like where you guys are at, but the gunsmiths and the guys working on stuff and gals, like whoever you go to, like, like they're backed up, like just as much as like taxidermy guys. So if you think you're just going to drop a gun off and he's going to like fix your problem in like a week and you're going to get it back, you know, before, you know, hunting season gets rolling or whatever, like you better plan ahead. So yeah, I mean, I know a lot of them have quit doing it. You know, a lot of guys used to take and drop their autos off at the end of season, have them get cleaned out, and then, you know, they put fresh springs in depending on what the gun was, if you know, it had to be extractor spring, whatever. I think those days are long gone with how backed up everybody is. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, the big thing is just I tell people, it's like, you know, clean them after the end of season and then go out and shoot them and make sure that you're staying on top of your stuff because, yeah. uh, you know, the number one thing I ever see in a blind doesn't make matter who makes the gun is dirty gun combined with you know adding water to it and your waterfowl hunting if it's that filthy you're going to make sludge and it's going to slug you know sludge up and it's not going to run there's no doubt like you know i i learned a long time ago i have a well and you've seen it we've talked about it like i have a garbage can right next to my desk in the garage where I clean birds and clean guns and do everything. And I literally come home and the gun gets barreled down in the garbage can and 
so all the water can run down because if you put it the other way, if water starts running down in that spring in the stock, like you got a whole other, yep, like freaking pile of issues, and you are not going to find that out until it is too late. Well, and I like to clean out my spring housing at the end of season. Yeah. So, I mean, with the 18i, the recoil pad doesn't have screws, so you can just peel that elastomer yep. pad off, slide the stock off, and then you know the first time you do, it's a blowtorch to melt the Loctite. Right. Pop it off, but I like to go to a full deep clean on my gun at the end of season just because, you know, we, we travel a lot. We use other people's blinds sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'm notorious with the grass of getting it in there and just grinding it slowly back into my spring. So clean that stuff out and just, you know, doing an end of season, you know, maintenance checkup, it never hurts. Yeah. And I always, I always look, I always take the butt pad off and look and just make sure like, I don't see anything going on there. If I feel it's okay, I just keep going. So, but I have done I have done that, uh, but I don't I don't feel I need to do that often. If I do all the other preventative stuff, to yeah. not get stuff jammed back there. So, um, yeah. And the thing is, then is if you do that at the end of the season, when you know you when you want to go out and start shooting skeet and start shooting sporting clays, you're already ready to rock. You right. don't have to sit there and start planning ahead of time. Yeah. So that it's it's game on as soon as you know the range opens up and the weather's nice. Well, we learned, you know, I learned it as a kid, like you, it didn't matter what you went, you know, when me and my brother would go with my dad, like, um, you never put a dirty gun away ever. No. Like never. Like, I, I don't care if you, you took the rifle and shot two rounds out of it. Right. To sight it in. Like, you cleaned it like there was no like you like it wasn't an option like you just didn't you you didn't put it away if you didn't clean it like you didn't get to shoot it next time so that's just the way i grew up so that's like i'm just so used to that so and that's a good i mean that's kind of a good rule like if especially if you're just like if you're gonna let it sit i would say do that like obviously i don't clean it every day we we hunt holy god like i'd be yeah I can't do that. That's impossible. That'd be about $50 million in patches. Holy. <laughs> I would just get a tank and just throw it in the tank and then just like turn it upside down and then just keep going the next day. So, yeah. No, I mean, you don't, you don't have to do it every day is the thing. It's, you know, I just tell guys, be aware of if you get a yeah. lot of moisture in your guns, you're going to so. get that moisture out. So don't leave think, them in the case soaking wet. That's the Oregon rule. I think that's I think that's easy. That's an easy one to follow. Let's talk. Okay, so we we talked like you know, hey, we're gonna pattern. Hey, we're gonna you know, know what we're doing. Know what our our gun does. We're gonna take care of it. What what do you guys have? You know, let's talk about the company for a little bit. What is there something new this year? Are you guys still moving forward with everything? Like, let's talk some guns and some options, uh, and. You know, so guys can compare, like even even, you know, we're not gonna like be nail on on the price, but we could talk some pricing ballparks so guys understand what they could get into, you know, a new weather beef for, you know. Yeah. So I mean, we've got the 18 eyes on the three inch and the three and a half inch. Right. So, you know, anybody can get what they want. You know, got the mix of mossy oak, got the mix of real tree. 
we even have some first light options with Cerakote and then the good old just standard synthetic that everybody loves. Right, the black, right? Yeah, and then something different um, that we bring on, we're bringing out right now uh, is our new side-by-side. So mm, for guys nice. who want, yeah, guys you want to go a little more traditional, it's a great option. Like it is true Nash Buckingham style with the straight English stock and the double triggers. So, you know, and it's, it's going to come with five choke tubes in it too, just like the 18i does. So, oh you, my God. Oh yeah. You've got options there. So for guys that want to be in a, a 12 and a 20 gauge. So we'll have yep. 20 gauge options. And um, I'm probably just going to say it probably by the time this podcast is out, we will have 410 options in that as well. Oh, shnikes. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. That was where the ammo bill came in. Cause I got, I got to get to go shoot those four tens a whole bunch. So, uh, federal nice. bill. So it's yeah. going to have a real traditional look. So what, what is it? Is it, what's it called? So folks can look out for that. That will be the Orion side-by-side. So Orion side-by-side, just like the over and under name, yep. but yep. just side-by-side. Yep. Gotcha. Simple, easy to find. So be a, I think it's going to be a real fun one, especially for guys that, especially if they hunt in uh, tight little timber pockets, that gun's going to be a lot of fun, especially in a 20 gauge. Stoker, oh yeah. Well, I'm with Bismuth or something and just let her, let her have at it. Well, and I mean, think about it, like, you know, not like if you waterfowl hunt, you, you know, you chase, you know, quail or chuckers or pheasants or huns or grouse, like, you know, you're not gonna, if you have the money, you don't have to lug your 18i through the woods chasing rough grouse. You know what I mean? Like I would take that little 20, and you know what I mean? Side by side and I'd hump the woods and, you know, that'd be a blast. You know what I mean? Well, so well, we, we designed it too. So instead of going with ejectors, we went with extractors for that very reason. Cause like I get tired of like picking up shells out in the field. Right. So for a gun that's, you know, you're not worried about some sort of like, you're not doing an Argentina dove shoot where you got to be able to have those shells flying out so you can stuff two more in. Right. It made a lot more sense for our style of hunting. So. Right. Well, on a side by side, like you're not, like you're not going to shoot, you're not going to, sh- well, maybe you can shoot tournament clays with, it. I don't know. You know what I mean? But you don't, you don't need to, you know what I mean? You don't, like you said, you don't need that. So we got, so we also have the Orion over and under too, if guys want to look at that. So there's over and under there's side by side, you know, then on the, the, the youth model, we're at SAO eight still, right. That's, that's been around forever. And that's like, it's just a short youth model that, like I said, pull fit right into that when I got it. Yep. Yeah. I just got the, uh, the spacer there. So you can shorten up the length of pull for, you know, and it's not just for youth. I mean, if you got a guy who's shorter in general, yeah, the stock's going to fit him way better and he's not going to take the recoil pounding from shooting a gun that's too big. So, right. And it could be for smaller ladies. Of, it could be anything. A lot of guys who use it as a, as a coyote gun um, as well for the guys who call and have the rifle set up. But when those coyotes get real close, with a shotgun it's pretty handy on those tight quarters too so i've had a lot of guys tell me that they use that particular shotgun on the on the coyote side too i know i don't doubt a it coyote podcast but no you're listen I, a little I would 100 i would 100 you know do that because we, we always take a shotgun on the coyote hunts and i guess i never even thought of that but uh you know i'm always in the vanguard 223 like that's my that's my fur pounder and (laughs) and the uh 
and and somebody is always on the light with a shotgun so yeah there's always backup because you never know like are you gonna get snuck real close so yeah i think that's a cool i think that's a cool option yeah um so then you get element which is a turkish made uh gun and and all the semis are inertia except for the sao8 sao8 is a gas gun just because inertia guns and you shooters can be tricky yes like we had talked about if you don't shoulder the gun yep you're gonna have problems so yeah so tried playing that with 20 gauge on inertia guns and it's like it, yeah. it just, it's not a hundred percent for a youth shooter. So they're still yeah. kind of developing those fundamentals of how to shoulder a gun. And so do you, so before we go on the element 18, I, do we know, like, can you give me some, like, if we're just talking numbers, like what's like ballpark uh, for like retail for like, say uh, let's run through a couple. Like if you, if you got it, like SAO eight or the Orion, like over and under, or, the and and do you know what the side by sides are going to kind of be close to and obviously you can't this isn't gospel like because there's sales there's other stores like you never know what's going on but just a ballpark yeah so msrp on the orion side by side is 1099 and then the over and unders are 1049 so and then when you get into like say the element line and the sao8 so they'll start at 649 and then they'll go based on like you know, Cerakote, Hydro, sure. stuff like that. And then the 18 eyes, you're going to start at 1149 for a synthetic. And then all of our waterfowlers, whether they're a, like a, our first light cipher, if it's uh, where it's Cerakote and dipped, right. or if it's just a straight dip, they're all 1249. And then you have the 18 eye deluxe, which has got the, the fancier woodstock, brush nickel receiver with the engraving. You're looking at 1899 on that guy. And that and that's your fancier gun that you're going to typically see on the clay course or out in the pheasant uh, field. So yeah, bro, I want you guys know better than them. I don't. I can't do that. I don't send you anything fancy. I learned long ago. <laughs> I mean, think of. I mean, twelve forty nine is a steal. So I, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, seriously, look at it because it's in those options of what you know, of what you can, what you can buy and what you, you know, look around and what you can see. Um, so the elements in 12 and 20. Correct. Only in three inch. Correct. And, and then, then, then you move up. Yeah. So then 18 I is in the waterfowl line and the synthetic stock line is only 12 gauge. Right. Um, in the deluxe, we do 12 and 20 on that guy. Right. So, and then the one thing, you know, when you jump into the 18 i you're talking cryo chokes, you're talking compatibility yeah. with magazine tube extensions. Yeah. There's aftermarket charging handles for it from like yep. Grumpy Duck, yep. Sure Cycle, those guys. So yep. you have your, your options that you can kind of dial it in the way you want. So, yeah, you, you totally can on that. And that's, and that's in three inch and three and a half inch. So you, you definitely have more options to do some things with the 18 i but like, you know, the element isn't nothing to sneeze at when you can get in at that price. And like I said, that 20 is killer. I, you know, Cole really likes that. I actually like shooting it. Uh, so that's just something there's, there's a ton of options to look at and what to do. Um, yeah. and listen, I know this isn't a, um, this isn't a rifle podcast, but what's new on the rifle side, because <laughs> I mean, that is a huge part of the business and listen, guys you know i always talk about my dad and you know he would talk about oh my god he's got a mark five and the wood on it and you know we go back to way back 
and it's like you know you guys have such a a long name on the rifle side that it's just it's just so easy when you say that you know it's quality and and listen that's also on the shotgun side i keep saying that you know what i mean just yeah. because it's like oh weatherby's making shotguns like which they have for 50 over 50 years tyler but it's like it, it's like it's not just like oh it's a weatherby shotgun like that's not it's not a throwaway folks like it's legit made so what on the what on the rifle side uh is new and cracking that guys are chasing i'll let you go uh, i can i can take this one kyle yeah, yeah so we have our mark five so we have our traditional line of the mark fives from aki marks backcountry um we launched a new apex this year um so still the mark five six love nine lug action we still have kind of our traditional original action there and then we have our vanguard lineup which kind of starts uh anywhere from 700 bucks and goes up to 1500 dollars but New for us is just a few months old is uh, we came out with a whole new action uh, called the Model 307. So it's uh, different than a Mark V, different than a Vanguard, but kind of sits right in between. It's a seven, a Remington 700 compatible action. So for the guys who want to add aftermarket triggers, aftermarket stocks, um, kind of be more of a tinker or do a custom build that's not already okay. a Mark V, this is going to be an action that's made for that person. So it's going to be, it's going to have a drop box magazine, something that we haven't really done before. So that's the new side on the rifle side. There's, there's a ton of information. You should check that one out online. We'll have a couple of models out right away. And maybe by the time this podcast is out, we might have one or two more. So. Well, and I know, I know a lot of guys just from being at shows and stuff, you know, talking rifles, like usually I just go, yeah, go talk to the rifle guy. <laughs> uh, but but guys have asked for the magazine drop like that's been a that's been something they've definitely asked for and and you guys are bringing that so that's cool because i know guys have been asking for that or want that option you know yeah and it'll be a really good option for the guy who wants to do like nrl hunter which is a kind of a, a competition series that's not so prse but it like is a combination of you know hunting scenario shots this is going to be a perfect rifle for that. I mean, the, that magazine is going to be AICS compatible. So on like the short, short actions, you're going to be able to run a 10, 10 round mag aftermarket and stuff like that. So, and it's going to be a trigger tech trigger. So it's really going to have a super quality trigger on it. Oh yeah. And it's going to be a two position safety. So very much like push it forward and you're ready to rock, which is a little bit different than the Vanguard, which is a three position safety. And then our Mark V is a two position safety, but it's a, it's a true two position safety, not a competition yeah. style safety. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big game guy. I'm not a rifle like crazy, but all I know is the, the Vanguard. I have the Vanguard weather guard is what I have. And it's a freaking, I like that. That's a killer. So I'm only in two, two, three. I'm not in big boy pants yet. Cause I'm not chasing anything. So. When Mario, I do, I'm excited for the day that you cash in your points that you have in Oregon that you're telling me about because we're gonna have to get you hooked up with either a 307 or a Mark Five. Man, I'm thinking Mark Five, 300 Weatherby, go super <laughs> traditional, and you go and just smack an elk. That's that's what I want to see. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment he does too because I, I think he's gonna stand up and his hands are just gonna be shaking and he's gonna turn around and he's just gonna be. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Well, I, I got points, so I, I, 
it's just all a matter of when I'm going to cash them in. And, you know, it's funny. I keep talking to Tim at Leupold and his wife, Riza, and I was like, you know, they get to go, you know, duck hunting or goose hunting with me because they're right down the road here whenever they whenever, whenever they have time to go. And I said, they're like, we just like going, but we don't know anything about this stuff. And I go, that's that's fine. I said, when I cash in my points, like, like, you guys are taking me because I don't know squat about that. So I'm just like, I'm cashing in all the favors then. Same with you guys. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll leave that yeah, to you guys. I, I'm We're going to have to do a Mark V rifle and then their Mark V scope is pretty darn solid. So we're going to have to get you on one of those on there too. Oh. So. You know, he's just going to turn us into pack mules too. He's going to shoot at the very <laughs> bottom of the canyon and it's going to have to come out. Yeah. Bro, are you kidding me? Like, what else would I do? Like, I pack all the crap doing waterfowl season. Like, somebody has to do the work on, on this stuff. So, no, I'll pack my fair share of crap out. God. Um, we'll have it all out by the time you're up there figuring out what to do with your hands. Uh, what, uh, what for the season, what are you guys looking forward to? uh in the fall like is do you guys have anything planned or well, anything Tyler's that comes up huh tyler's got a good one i have a couple of good ones i'll give you guys a quick rundown i do have to jump uh here pretty soon but go ahead let's hear it um, yeah we and we could we could close down in a little bit but go ahead tell yeah, me let's uh we can close with uh with the hunts we're excited about um so for me i get to go i'm gonna do a an alaska moose float trip so that will be a really fun one so Whoa. i'm excited about that um, on the waterfowl side, I was supposed to go to Canada with you guys, which I don't know if I'm going now because of moose hunting. Uh, moose but, hunting. But then my other big trip is, uh, fingers crossed, I'm working on this one, is going to Kodiak to do some deer, but then do some sea duck hunting. So that okay. is going to be my hopefully big waterfowl trip of the year. Nice. Well, there you go. Bro, we set up all these trips and then he like has to go I shoot mean, a moose instead of like I always get pulled like somewhere else. So one of these times we'll we'll do a big trip trip. I just together. don't think he likes duck hunting with me anymore. I think that's the problem. Well, none of us <laughs> do, but we just true. tolerate you. So we just, you know, we just let you tag along. So Tyler, if you got to jump, you could jump and I'll finish up with Kyle and we'll we'll get off. So all right, sounds good, guys. It was uh good chat with you. Awesome. Thanks, right. buddy. Appreciate good it. Good Tyler. Um, so, so yeah. And I mean, so what do you got? I mean, obviously we got a, a ton of stuff planned. We got yeah. Canada, we got Canada, maybe twice. We twice, got, definitely. we got, uh, well, we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, we might, we might do Idaho too. Yeah. Well, we're definitely, well, we're going to do two shot again in Wyoming. Yep. We're definitely yeah, going to that. We're definitely going to Montana with John and everybody and Alex, uh, Alex and the guy who hunts with Alex and, uh, and some other things. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm closing some stuff up now, so we should be able to get a couple other things going. So we should be in good shape and yeah. we got a couple things up our sleeves here, uh, coming this year. That'll help us shoot a couple more. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's no shortage of bird hunting. Uh, I think the, my big, big game one that's here this year is i'm going to scott so i am doing red stack jerk yeah between those two canada trips so my wife won't remember who i am that's all right she doesn't she doesn't like you anyway bud the more you're gone the better 
All right. Awesome podcast. Uh, if anybody has any questions or about buying a gun, uh, fixing something like any, whatever, whatever you got questions on, obviously you can go and contact Weatherby customer service. You can get a hold of anybody there. You go to the website, you can look at the social pages just to stay up on what they have going, uh, which is an easy, you know, click and follow and like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So all that stuff is super easy. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty easy. And I mean, as for, as far as us, like it's, it's same thing. Find us on on Facebook and, and Instagram and get on our YouTube channel so you can see all the places me and Kyle and all the guys go on our web series on the last pass. Uh, and, you know, last but not least, thanks to Weatherby for, for being a partner and, of course, Federal and Rogers Sporting Goods and Loophold and Tyler up at Saskatchewan Goose Company. So that's, I mean, that's the nuts and bolts of it today. So pretty good, pretty good info today. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right, buddy. Listen, right, appreciate man. everything. Thanks for everything. And it'll be soon enough. We'll be in the woods. Can't yeah, wait. Not too much longer. And I'll see you at uh, Delta Waterfowl in uh, July. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, folks. Appreciate everybody checking it out and uh, tuning into the podcast. That is it for the FA podcast today. Check us out online, fabrand.com.